0: Welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards.
1: And I'm Brittany Lysing. And And this this is is Life Pairings, Pairings. because life is hard. So pair it with alcohol.
0: We're together. Again. Yes.
1: At once, we're I don't know if you can notice the timing of our our delivery, but it's 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 significantly better when we can see each other's yes, mouths move exactly, in real time exactly
0: snow's gone, rain has stopped. Let's all go outside, get massively burned while we sit out there and get drunk as today's life pairing is patio season with. Pineapple Negronis.
1: Woo! We're discussing hot dogs, Jennifer, and cocky counts. Oh, cocky counts—that's right
0: up my alley.
1: It has a word "cock" and there's alliteration. Um,
0: we have to give a bit of a shout out to uh, Klein Harris.
1: Yes, uh, Klein and Harris allowed us to sit on their patio when they were open. We've closed again, and we're opening again. Um, and let us just sit there and drink Negronis and whatever our little hearts desired. I think we were there for 432 hours. Yeah,
0: we do apologize to all the staff there. Um, (laughs) I think we had two dinners. Dude, we (laughs) ate
1: two meals. I don't know if you've ever stayed, I don't know if this is like a girl's brunch thing where you stay for brunch and then you just drink all day long and you stay for supper, but I've done it multiple times.
0: (laughs) Technically we went for lunch and stayed for for supper, and then we went somewhere else and had more dinner. Dude, we had a we had we did second ins that <laughs> yeah, night. It was good, um, but yes, they um, they've also provided the cocktail for today, the uh, pineapple negroni. So very exciting. We're gonna cut in a little bit here so you can uh, hear our interview.
1: Yeah, we did. Uh, this was a kind of our one of our first. Uh, the The original idea for the podcast was that we get to go out and experience these events. And then kind of relay to you our experience, how we felt about it. And then we were going to tell you what cocktail we matched it with. And that was that maybe give you a little history, a little psychology, but it was never supposed to be, we're locked in quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) We're locked inside. Just like, this is what it used to be like. (laughs) Um, So uh, the podcast might take kind of an interesting, different turn here in the future where we're a little bit more on the, on site and, getting to experiencing these things it's gonna be more exciting for us i hope yes. it's exciting for you
0: yeah let us know though if you hate it
1: um try it one more time and then listen <laughs> you don't know if you hate something the first time you yeah. get used to yeah. it
0: and also we might we're practicing with new audio equipment
1: you guys i had to watch the first season of the wire five times <laughs> before i graduated Ooh, the second. I,
0: was, I was two i was
1: yeah yeah i, I, I went to yeah. I, I exaggerate. It's within my rights as a comedian. But I was. I, I think I was, yes, I watched the whole first season twice before I moved on to the second oh, season. Oh, I didn't
0: even get through the first time. So really? Good on you. Yeah,
1: I, it was like 10 years apart. <laughs> and I was like, but anyways, the whole point is uh, this is, yeah, a little, a little bit more uh, field work uh, for us. We're calling it work <laughs> to our loved ones. Field work, I like it.
0: Yeah, like we're going to uh, dig dinosaurs. Out. I think what you're going to hear is that
1: uh, we think we're eloquent speakers and we're hammered.
0: We're investigating journalists, investigative research.
1: <laughs> hey, we're at Klein and Harris uh, with Christina, who owns the whole joint, uh, and she's been kind enough to let us sit on her patio all day long. And drink Negronias. So, we wanted to talk to her not just about the Negroni, but maybe about why uh, she's chosen such local ingredients and why she feels like that's important.
0: Yes. I love that you guys always give me credit for owning the whole joint but there is a
1: couple of us so so maybe give us a little insight as to why uh, you guys are so local and what inspired you to pick local ingredients absolutely
0: well first of all james who is my partner but also business partner here he's executive chef we were both born and raised in Calgary, and we love it here but uh yeah local we uh we really just wanted to keep currency within the walls of canada you know that canadiana dealing and the suppliers and everyone that makes it possible, you know, from the east to the west coast, and we do it heavily, yeah, one hundred percent in our culinary program. So we really try to make sure that the beer and the libation program, wine, is just reflective of that, right? Um, unfortunately, with the cronies needs to to bend it a little bit, right? You just,
1: sometimes you just need a nice Italian aperitif, right? Yeah, so um, it's beautiful, really lovely, it's delightful, yeah. you know. We ate and drank here all night long and there were so many local ingredients and the uh, the chefs came out and the bar staff came out and the wait staff came out and sort of explained to us where it all came from and it was such an interactive and beautiful and uh, and inspiring experience to sort of stay local and and provided such a, a cool experience.
0: Are we really enjoyed being here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it really makes kind of your meal or your drink a lot more special and a lot more kind of to yeah. it's you know, and you're reducing carbon footprint, too, so yes. we're working to work with everybody on the block to do a little something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well, thank you, you, Christina. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you very yeah. much for having us. Anytime. Thank you so much. So, yeah, um, patio season, what does it mean to you?
1: Oh, boy. I love a patio, dude.
0: Yeah. Honestly. I mean, is there people out there that don't like patios? Who are they?
1: I want to find them.
0: I do. I want to talk to them. I want to see what the wrong is there with their life.
1: Yeah, you know what? I don't, like I don't want to talk to them. I just want to look <laughs> at them from afar and be like, "What? what's your deal? Yeah.
0: are you <sighs> bored inside?
1: Uh, I love patios. Even, you know what? Uh, because I camp a lot, mm. uh, I like to just sit out on the patio. Right. And... I wished it wasn't drink all day, but it's drink all day. <laughs> I know. No,
0: you can only do so much reading before you're like, you know what would be really good with this?
1: <laughs> God, this would be fun if I wasn't. Uh, it's um, it's a lot of fun, man. I, I've, I've put a lot of work into just setting up my outdoor patio so I can sit up <laughs> there and enjoy myself. But sitting on a restaurant, and because we live in Canada, it, it's not a very long season.
0: No, so it's like a special thing. Like, it's, like, an emergency thing that you need to go do.
1: Yeah, it's it's not like we're in L.A. where you can just 12 months out of the year Mm -hmm. eat inside or outside. (laughs) It's, like, three months out of the year, and one month is kind of chilly while you're out there. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. It's, yeah, we yeah. definitely do a lot of braving on the patio when you're like, this was too early. <laughs> but. Well, especially
1: with COVID, you know, in the last year, mm-hmm. people, well, one of my favorite patios actually was the cold garden patio because they put fire pits out there. So oh, they were nice. like, That's good. they're I like, like they were like, hey. You you can go outside still, even though it's cold. Just wear a jacket. I like
0: a heater anyways, because sometimes it gets cold at night. Anyways, chilly Willy, especially when you've been drinking from uh, noon till three a.m. Oh God, a little chilly at two.
1: You're always like, I'm freezing. Like, yeah, it's a different. You're in a different time zone now. Go (laughs) home.
0: Leave here. No, I need heat, as you (laughs) clearly just heard in the
1: voices of everyone who was like, we were like, do an interview with us. (laughs) um Again, I apologize about the wind. Hey, we're learning. We're That's learning.
0: A- it's my, you know what? It's my personal enemy anyways. The, the wind. I hate the wind. The wind. It's my foe.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't like it either. Fucks with your equilibrium.
0: Who likes wind also? Probably people that don't like patios.
1: Yeah. You know why? Because <laughs> they like to just stay inside and watch the life <laughs> blow past them.
0: Uh, I too am a big patio fan. Um. Every time I say patio, I keep hearing patio
1: lanterns. A hundred percent. I do every okay. time I get good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it
0: me. <laughs> um. Yeah. As soon as they crack those things open, I I often am in a bad situation where it's too early to be out there. Yeah. I'm freezing. It's probably still raining a little bit, and I'm like, no, no, but it's open, so we got to go out there.
1: It's yeah. As soon as they're like patio or inside, and there's no one on the patio, and it's gray skies <laughs> it's and blowing, and I'm like. Patio? Yeah,
0: it's kind of one of those questions that you just can't say no to. One of my
1: favorite patios experiences was the restaurant was just actually just like filled up and there was two seats on the patio left, which was just like two little bistro style tables outside it. It was in Kelowna. Right. So a group of comedians, we all woke up in the morning and let's go for breakfast. This place is great. We go, we order. Well, if a windstorm, Carla, (laughs) your favorite thing Mm -hmm. in the world, picks up and blows down the main street of Kelowna. It blew sand. Oh! All our eggs and everything, our drinks, everything, and the restaurant was just like, "Come inside, we'll make you new (laughs) plates." And we were just like, "No, it's all right." They're like, "You, everything you, (laughs) you can't eat any of that." Yeah. And we're also hungover and hungry, and we're like, "Thank you." (laughs) But it was we we must have sat out there and laughed, just like we're all holding plates and hats and tablecloths, and oh, we were covered. It was like. I don't even know what if some out of a movie.
0: <laughs> Psychologically good, bad, good. not having any does not have any psychology. No, there's lots of there's <laughs> lots of
1: different um like, you know, stuff about us. I, we inherently like to eat outside mm-hmm. because that's what we did as cavemen and we're not that far from that. That's what we did as farmers. That's yeah. I mean, we just like being our bodies you guys. Despite COVID telling us (laughs) we've had to be inside for the year, we crave outside. Yeah. And we crave company. So that's two things. Like when you're on a patio, you don't normally just go by yourself.
0: Some people do.
1: I do when I'm by myself (laughs) and on the road. Okay. But I mean, like there's... Like, if you're going to the... pat, You're usually going for brunch or a nice dinner outside or... Sometimes people like to go for lone lunches so they okay.
0: can catch up on their reading. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> nice, actually.
0: That's- <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I have no
1: friends. No, you know what? I like... Eating alone
0: doesn't bother me. No, I've gotten... I really like it sometimes.
1: I really like it. You know why? Because everybody bugs me. So I'm like, all I want to do when I go to a restaurant is like, first things first, drinks. Then food. Yeah there doesn't need to be a 45 minute gap between the time
0: when you're when you're with other people you miss the eating and the drinking like you don't you're not paying attention to the food the flavors it's much more meditative yeah to sit there and just really enjoy i mean i'm reading a book so i'm not exactly
1: paying attention either but no dude i get it it's like but that that's uh, you generally people would you say are with
0: i would say if you're going to a patio yeah
1: yeah yeah not necessarily just a restaurant right i all i'm doing is picturing you cozied up in that front front seat at that bar in vancouver kingston, yeah the kingston <laughs> you could often I'm still
0: alive if you were looking for me waitstaff but i just moved
1: <laughs> i bet you they are like has anyone heard from carla it's been a hot minute another victim of covid <laughs> 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 no but it is it is good for you it's good to get outside it's good to uh engage with people sharing meals i mean we've gone over this a bunch of times with a different a bunch of different episodes great. that's a really uh important thing for some reason breaking bread with people is psychologically great
0: yeah and i would say patio season you're much more appetizer's than like yes. a full dinner right so it's very uh communal and probably not covid friendly not covid
1: friendly you know what here's what's happened to me who cares
0: i'm looking at everyone's food from now on yeah i'm
1: one. D- <laughs> i i think i think what will happen is some people are going to be like really hesitant yeah and other people are going to be so sick of it yeah. that they're like i don't care
0: i'm going to be jumping backwards and forwards from that i'll yeah. go nuts and then hide in my house for a month yeah and then go back and forth that's not a good idea
1: I once we are vaccinated when everyone's uh adequately vaccinated, I feel like I'm no holds bar. Yeah. I'll wear the mask, man. I don't care. You know, I like
0: I actually don't... Do. Yeah, we've talked about this mask not bad. I didn't I here's what
1: you know. I didn't know. I love walking around a grocery store with my mouth open. Mm-hmm. So I can do that. <laughs> no,
0: too. I can think better. Also I talk. I so find I. all the time. And although I have not seemed to figure out that people can still hear me.
1: Oh, I was singing a full tune today. <laughs> I was like Saturday night in the morning. And I was like cruising through the grocery store today. And I uh, people were just like pointing at me and I was like, "Yeah, mask me too." And then I're like, <laughs> "No, dude." Later I'm like, "Nah, dude, you're just singing full blast." <laughs> but uh no, I'll be thrilled. I'll be thrilled when we can just move back to Normal normalcy, Normality. although
0: COVID has brought a lot of good things, I think, in some ways, we're a little bit more aware. Life is a little slower, yep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we are gonna all have like a, at least a three month period where we it's just Vegas. I think shit. the whole world would just be Vegas for three months. Oh, dude, it's gonna be <laughs> like Florida, Florida, Florida Marti- Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Mardi-, Mardi Gras
1: walking down the street. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping for my um, all of my uh, professional. <laughs> oh yeah uh life that the world decides to come out a little yeah, more he's
0: going back to work i'm that gonna i'll to be sitting in patios by myself again
1: yeah, i'm going i tell i keep telling everybody uh, once comedy opens back up once patios open yeah. back up it'll be me on patios <laughs> with my friends or me in a car driving to another city where other friends exist yeah. where i can do Aww. comedy on patios that, i wish that for you um I, I, you know what? One thing about that, I, I hope people realize that we can perform outside. It's fun mm-hmm. to perform outside. That's something as comedians, we were always scared of. It, it had to be like, such a fickle, fickle mistress. Right. Where it's like, oh, it needs, it needs dark, and it needs this, and right. it needs that. That's not. I think people with a lot of things are like, let's move it outside. It's more fun, anyways. I, Oops, I'm sorry.
0: hoping that like these, uh, like driveway kind of performances that were going on last summer still happen. I think it's really fun if you know you're in a little neighborhood yeah you get you know some comedians and musicians come around you stand in your street i love that i love that i think that's great so so yeah create your own patio
1: create your own patio your patio is in your mind yeah your world is what you make it (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get a tattoo that says your patio is your in your mind i love it (laughs) a making of your own (laughs) but yeah it's it's i i i really couldn't find a bad thing about yeah. dining out a patio yeah. quite frankly i couldn't find a lot of things psychologically <laughs> pertaining to the specific act of eating or drinking on a patio um mm-hmm. but i know i know for canadians there is definitely that psychological aspect of is a is a quick it's a happening and it's like not going to be here long.
0: like the, a lot of the times we call it a season we have a, this is a, like patio yeah we season. call it patio it's season literally a season in
1: canada i used to have an old hacky joke where i'd be like uh canadians have two uh seasons drinking inside and drinking outside <laughs> Kind of a joke i think it's been done oh, okay. um, <laughs> but if you don't think i'll use it on the road you're wrong <laughs> she said all of COVID to prepare all of her jokes yeah, i'm hacking them <laughs> a prop comic um <laughs> uh so maybe you can give us a little history all right guess what did not find a lot of history on patty
0: okay <laughs> give us something within the realm okay i was trying to go really like trying to connect 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 and then i was like you know what i really want to talk about i want to talk about the gin craze <laughs> in england and since we we're drinking negroni which has gin in it i am using this as an excuse to talk about it so
1: i feel like i feel like this is a slippery slope like it's like when i let queen Vicken, in and now if she slips into everything
0: we doing now i'm gonna exactly.
1: let i'm gonna let the gin craze in and every time i'll be like gin and gin and soda gin and tonic gin. i'm like finding we're finding a lot of gin drinks carla
0: yeah Yep. Uh, So apparently, uh, this is kind of taking place like the end of the 17th century. People were kind of just drinking all the time, like from breakfast till night. Yeah. Children would have a weak beer for their breakfast. That sounds nice. Uh, Water was very bad because a lot of it was stagnant. You weren't getting like a lot of like rushing, you know, flowing water. A lot of of fecal matter in the water system. (laughs) Yeah. Um,. But actually, spirits, not very popular. So really? No gin, no, no vodka. Uh, I don't know what the Russians were doing. So, mostly beer. Now, there were three different establishments to which you could go to if you were <laughs> poor or not. Uh, there were the ale-, ale houses, which were run by the poor for the poor. Mostly beer and ale. Taverns. Johnson, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they serve wine. And they were frequented by the gentry, and then inns served wine, cordials, brandy mm-hmm. wine, and a lot of like
1: aniseed spirits. Am I saying that right, Aniseed? And yeah, it's spelt word. Yeah, it's like a niece. Some people say a niece. Some say an- yes. Yeah, anise. Um,
0: and so like they were kind of. A- this was in England. This is a hard-drinking group. They knew how to have fun. Yeah. They even thought that beer had health. Giving properties now that's not 100 percent untrue it actually is very nutritious and nutritious and very uh calorie dense yeah so if you are starving great if you are us <laughs> don't live off beer eat a carrot I t- you know what
1: <laughs> i don't want to be called fat anymore i would prefer to be called not starving
0: <laughs> you're like i don't need to drink beer because i'm too skinny. I'm drinking it because I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was actually only one recorded bar in England that served spirits in 1600. So nobody was drinking gin and tonics. No whiskey, which is shocking. That's shocking. Yeah. Uh, in early, I mean, there was whiskey, but it was very much not, not popular. So everybody starts moving towards. The cities in the early 18th century, and at the same time, because of the glorious revolution. This is not to you anything with
1: Queen Vic. I don't know what's happening, but there's like every word you say is prompting some sort of song song lyric in my head. I'm like, it's a revolution. And then I just like, you know, it, every it's everything today. Yeah. yeah. So William of Orange came over from
0: the Dutch. He took over the English throne in 1688. He was Protestant and not Catholic. Uh, but they were, at that time, big haters. Big haters of the French because they were Catholic. And they also had that absolute ruler, Louis XIV, who was the one that did the whole Versailles thing. <laughs> uh, and he had revoked tolerance for the French Protestants. So it was very much seen as like not okay and like unpatriotic, to drink French brandy or French wine. And oh. so, actually, the government just was like, no, nope, we're banning it, basically. Oh. We want to, like, hurt the French, and the French were like, we can just give our brandy to the rest of Europe.
1: They're like, hey, I don't know if you guys um, knew this, but um, you're not the only country here. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I think someone needs to tell the UK that one more time.
1: <laughs> They're like, hey, uh, hot tip, uh, you're one of many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... With William Orange, he brings
0: in his, like, Dutch sailors, and they were used to drinking gin. I think you've talked about this before, the juniper
1: plant. Yes.
0: Which comes from Netherlands.
1: It does come from the Netherlands. I was like, <laughs> I was like, like in my head, I was like, I don't know. I'm going to let you land? guys in on a little secret that as soon as we say something, <laughs> it's literally, we All of our
0: brains go to the thing I mean, we did just watch Eurovision. It was in the Netherlands, wasn't it? Yes. Because okay. it was in Rotterdam. Anyways, not part of the story. (laughs) So anyways, they were used to drinking gin. So uh, William of Orange was also recruiting a lot more sailors. So uh, the Dutch sailors were like, oh, this is a really good thing to drink uh, on a ship because it makes you warm. Right. So, uh, yeah. So now it's this whole thing. So because they weren't drinking French brandy anymore, they bring in an act to encourage distilling of liquors. No regulation, so that's great. Yeah, it's it's
1: honestly it's been like COVID in Alberta. Yeah, <laughs> that's something we the can fuck relate you to. Want, and then, <laughs> so in
0: 1730, it was estimated there were seven thousand gin shops. Majority of this would have been in London. God. And they were producing ten million gallons of gin was being distilled each year. It was seen as the Protestant drink, like I mentioned, because you know they were on this whole thing where they were anti-French. Uh, that's. It's still a thing um and so it actually kind of became part of the english identity or british <laughs> identity it was also weirdly seen Jin was seen as a woman they would call her mother jennifer oh yeah um there was also um i think they call her madam geneva love it so uh, when they actually did try to like bring in some restrictions on this people performed funerals for jennifer
1: yeah, that's sad. I know. JJ, mm. I've been really into Jennifer Aniston's body of work lately, mostly because it's parallel to Jason it's, Bateman's I was body say, of it's work. Very, yeah, <laughs> which I just like. I was like a fan years ago, but now I'm like I've seen a lot of Jen Aniston in the last little while.
0: Aww. I wonder if she drinks gin. Probably not. Now she drinks the she... blood of
1: something. Dude, <laughs> she's so cool. Like she's like all she wants to do is like have people over to a house and serve them things. Oh, maybe yeah. she serves gin. I think she serves gin. I don't know if she drinks or not. I'm really pretending <laughs> like she's my friend, yeah. but I've been listening to a lot of Jason Bateman podcasts and he's friends with her. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, so it was also seen as like a medicine as all of these things are. Almost. Medicinal. <laughs> yeah. Heroin, medicinal, cocaine, medicinal, gin, medicinal.
1: Yeah, co- cocaine cures you from that vacuuming <laughs> famine that's been happening in your house. <laughs>
0: Oh, I need a little Oh, God. That organizing (laughs) blitz that you've
1: been deprived of.
0: Uh, Do you want to know the the things it would fix?
1: Mm -hmm. It
0: helped make life bearable. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. Uh, And it would revive the sexual spirit in marriages. Love it. (laughs) Uh, Queen Anne was a big gin drinker uh, from The Favourite or whatever that movie was called. I don't know about Queen Vic. I didn't look at Queen I, Vic at all. Carla's getting very <laughs> defensive.
1: Um, it is called the Panty Remover. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah.
0: Oh, generally I associate Panty Remover with tequila, so... No,
1: no, this gin is called the Panty Remover because it just horns you up. Mm-hmm. Interesting. One time my dad said, uh, you know what? Maybe stick to vodka. The women in this family don't seem to need help. <laughs> I think he was very much joking, and I hope I didn't embarrass him because we laughed for four hundred years when he said it.
0: Uh, there's also a weird thing in farming, so I don't know. We did talk about wheat in another podcast. Uh, I'm bring it back, bring <laughs> it back. It's a hot topic. So that was the main crop, obviously, because it made bread, and bread was easy, and poor people would eat bread. Yeah, uh, but you had to cycle it in with other things. So you would have, uh, they would actually put in barley in between the wheat sowings. And barley was not really good for making much. uh, So they had this excess of barley. But you know what barley is used for? Making spirits.
1: (laughs) I was like pooping. I really didn't understand what was going to happen (laughs) next Probably. I remember like
0: now the bread that we eat from our health food stores has weird amounts of barley. Good (laughs) grief. Our bodies can't taken what this meant was that uh this was actually this gin craze was supporting farming which we all know we're supposed to we're supposed to support the farmers support local uh it would help distilleries and would help those landowners make a huge profit let's Mm. get for them (laughs) Mm. we're not so big for them yikes um so actually food prices ended up dropping at therefore allowing for more disposable income. But this is where it gets dark. (laughs) Poor people started drinking
1: gin. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm one of them. Uh (laughs) Uh,
0: They would get them in these gin shops. It was generally like a flavored gin. uh, And they don't really know how big a proof it is. Like Some people say it was like twice as strong as it is now, but uh, there's uh, they weren't measuring it, so they had no. no idea. It could be like really shitty, like two percent. Uh, and they would serve it in quartums, quarterns, sorry, which is a quarter of a pint. They would also throw in water and flavoring. Like a lot of people say, like, oh, you'd get a pint glass of gin. Well, n- you're supposed to share it with other people. Don't
1: <laughs> don't drink your
0: whole pint glass of gin.
1: That's yeah. It seems like that's a lot. That's a large quantity. That's a lot. Uh, I, that's how I'm going to order it, though. I'm uh, going to paint uh, gin. I just watched the movie Juno, and she's uh, she's pregnant, and they ask her, so like, can I get you a Pellegrino or a soda <laughs> water? And then she goes, I'll have a marker. I'll have a maker's mark up. And then she throws her thumb up, which I've always wanted to order a drink like that now. But now I want to order uh, from the bar, I'll have a pint of gin.
0: Uh, and this is a cool new drink. Okay, so the weird kind of thing about this is that beer and ale houses were mostly like full of men and it was kind of considered a male drink and women would drink beer but not as much but gin there's no social associations oh it's kind of like vaping it's it's a vaping yeah anyone could do it i mean socially it doesn't matter if you're losers geeks nerds that's the vaping um so, yeah, it was this kind of new thing. Also, women were coming into this the city. As I've been saying, like, this is the thing. A lot of people are moving into the city during this time. And they could be serving. They could be waitresses. And they could also be drinking this. So they were, and a lot of them were actually running these gin shops. Which, they're very cute. If you look at the pictures, they look, you know, when you get a little cute glass.
1: Quaint. Yeah.
0: So it was very cool because for For women, I think, because they actually get to go out, drink. They would wear their, like, new fashions, show off them, like, basically interact with the rest of society rather than just being in a factory or at home having 17 children.
1: Hey, um, did these these little coin shops have patios? I don't
0: (laughs) think so. You
1: want to know something... (laughs) I can see where you're struggling here, yeah. is that you just don't lie the same way I do. I I'll find anything to make it a truth to yeah. pretend I did my homework. It was one
0: gin shop. It <laughs> had a patio. And boy, did they. Eat. And they
1: were the most successful <laughs> gin shop in the whole.
0: And it was Roma, Lady. London. And they only had women's staff. And yeah, every glass came with a rose. And there were no
1: panties allowed.
0: <laughs> they wouldn't have been panties back then. Oh, right. Yeah. No panties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we learned in a previous episode yeah. that uh uh You just
0: aired it out down there.
1: Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's uh, how I do that's how I do when I just don't do my laundry. <laughs> I just go I Where, guess this is just yeah, an air out airing day. day. It's good for you're, you. You're
0: going uh going uh, you're becoming right a up. time traveler. Yes. In your fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. women also though. Obviously, it was known as the Mother's Ruin.
1: Mother's Ruin. <laughs> yeah,
0: because the government was concerned the poor were drinking too much. <sighs> Basically, now they're outside, right? Like before, they're in their factories. You don't have to see them. They're not walking down the street. Now they're walking down the street. They're drinking.
1: They're in your they're face.
0: Talking, dancing. It's Apparently, too much. they were maybe taking off their clothes because they were selling them. <laughs>
1: <for> <laughs> really.
0: Apparently, because this is before uh, industrialization, so cloth was very expensive, Oh. and so it was a, a lot of money to sell your clothes, so yeah, if you were a little down on your luck, you might sell your clothes. I would also like to point out that this is a, still a tradition in the UK, once it hits a like very balmy, I would say 18 degrees, every man takes his shirt off and walks around in town.
1: Oh yeah, this is, ugh. everyone here too, and you're just like, hey... I don't... I can't imagine if I did that.
0: Yeah. Oh, and they'd be right, right, writing to the government if we did. Oh, yeah.
1: And also, <laughs> if you weren't the perfect weight as a woman, mm-hmm. like, men have no shame. No. They These like
0: not attractive men taking their
1: shirts off. They take yeah. off their shirts, and they got boobs that. bigger than I do, <laughs> and they're, like, just letting her all hang out. I, you know what I'm going to start doing? And I don't know if this is politically correct. I'm... I'm starting a revolution. I'm going to start fat shaming men, constantly.
0: I feel like that's negating the purpose of like of trying nope. not to fat shame. Okay, good. No, I'm no, no, bringing it, it back,
1: and I'm putting it all on them. <laughs> I'll be like, it, hey. is,
0: it is not fair that you can be an old fat man and be on television, but you can't be an old fat lady. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna. Po- I'm gonna start poking men in the belly. I'm gonna tickle them under the arms and go. Woo!
0: <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh,
1: hey, you want a sandwich, fat fat? uh because you so
0: would like to start bail money for <laughs> for, for <me>. <laughs> please please phone me at
1: uh, <laughs> I I worked with a a a a friend who's also chubby and they just like looked at us like we were comically they were like oh <laughs> you have funny fat bodies they're like you guys should bump bellies for this <laughs> and we were just like okay we both just did it we're like alright it's very funny I'm starting a revolution (laughs) so speaking of the disenfranchised I guess sure (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: they associated this new gin drinking with an increase in crime because things were taking place crimes were taking place by gin selling establishments or they were done because they were drunk But also, like, if there's 7,000 gin establishments in London, statistically, likely, your crime is going to take place by one. And also, people were getting, drinking too much wine as well, and this was being reported too, so. uh, But it was seen as lowering productivity because you were drunk at work. Right. I don't know if that's true. I'm (laughs) drunk now, and I'm at work. I'm at work. (laughs) The argument that drinking gin also stopped people from eating healthy. So this is a big thing. So they weren't eating beef, but specifically they were not eating offal, which is o f f l a o f f a l, which I think is like a cheaper cut of meat. Oh, okay. They were getting a little, uh, a little picky. Oh. Maybe going for a little more luxurious of foods. Now, what are they going to do? What are all the rich people going to do with all this extra shitty meat? They had to give it to the dogs. Good God.
1: Oh, Trixie, cover your ears.
0: (laughs) Um, But I mean, also, like, when you're drinking, obviously, sometimes it reduces the appetite. uh, And it reduced sales of beef, which obviously is a horrible, horrible thing for (laughs) people in the rich area. It was also associated with the poor health in children as, you know, mothers and nurses were neglecting their children by being drunk, which is true. That could happen. Right. Pregnant women were drinking gin and they, they did seem to notice that when the babies came out, they weren't really maybe they were the same as the other babies.
1: That's fine. Yeah, they were having little sleepies <laughs> when their babies were crying.
0: Yeah. Um... And because the making of gin was unregulated, it's possible that it had other chemicals in it, so things like turpentine and sulfuric acid could be added to gin as well as American moonshine and Irish poteen, which I don't know what that is, but doesn't sound great no
1: um so sounds like- s- sounds like turpentine
0: yeah, <laughs> turpentine's not great for you <laughs> <laughs> not not good for carrying low sex in your marriage, yeah. Uh, and also, you know, it was just rich, rich people were drinking this as well, but they were drinking it, like, at home, out of public, out of fancy bottles, and then they were hiding it back in their closet so their husband didn't know. It was totally, <laughs> totally okay. Um, but here are these poor people. They're they're idle. They're not working all the time. They're suddenly enjoying this luxury of just hanging out, yeah. drinking, socializing. The gull.
1: The gull. The gull. How How dare you... <laughs>
0: enjoy life somewhat (laughs) um so about 1720 people are starting to realize this is maybe having an effect on society uh so from 1729 to 751 eight acts were brought into laws laws legislation let's say uh to stem the tide of gin Uh, they were not very successful one of the reasons is the whig government that was in power during this time knew that the landed gentry were making a shit ton of money off of uh, the land for selling gin. So they're not going to be really happy if you then go like, no more gin, they're going to yell. So there's also a large body of gin distiller lobbyists. So lobbyists have been making a fucking annoying point since since 1729.
1: (laughs) Hey, why don't you move to your own island and lobby stuff? Yeah,
0: that'd be fun. Um, I just picture a lobbyist against a lobbyist. I mean. Like they'd be like, "Hey, you can't do that. You
1: gotta buy this," and they're like, "No, hey, you can't." Um, but, hey, do you think people don't think we're fun? <laughs> nah,
0: no, we're the greatest.
1: People love hearing why they're wrong.
0: People would also just sell it without putting juniper in it, and we will put in other flavors. Right, uh, which is just
1: essentially vodka. <laughs> can
0: of, yeah. Well, it is. That's is like it? the. It's
1: like it, it's the the most distinguishable distinguishable. Um, uh discrepancy between vodka and difference and gin oh. yeah is is the juniper plant because they're 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 all almost chemically the same oh cool
0: yeah uh there's also street riots people would say no gin no king which does not rhyme people
1: <laughs> hey you guys you should say no gin no kin because Ooh. your babies will not survive past two
0: <laughs> uh and people more people were dying than being born let's go back to the fact that everyone was moving to london it wasn't like there was a lot of jobs there yeah it wasn't like there's was a lot of space there we've talked on this podcast a million times about like the amount of feces in london
1: so many toots <laughs> in the water you guys <laughs> too many
0: toots so that also could have maybe been part of it uh and you know it was seen as I love this British Liberty in order to drink. (laughs) I don't know how to be honest. I've been very, very impressed with the UK. Their bars closed and it's everything's okay. It's okay. You know what? Everyone
1: it's probably the break. Everyone needed. Everyone was like, you know, (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) God. Um, you know, it's the Americans and the guns and the British and their booze. (laughs) It's like, Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) there was a painting, which I could, I'm going to post, uh, in the notes called gin lane basically just it was kind of propaganda basically being like you know there's like a mother who's avoiding her child and the child is falling down some almost down a railing there's a dying man who's a soldier and then comparing it to like beer lane where everyone's having a great fun time (laughs) so
1: so if this is not a uh (laughs) a a cautionary tale (laughs) you know like honestly like i mean don't drink 24 beer Mm -hmm. but sometimes if you know you're a loose cannon just stick to a couple of beer yeah don't go to don't go to the spirits no stay away from the the, stay away from the hard stuff you'll live longer stay away from the wine the wine is a dirty trick and i love it (laughs) but it is a it is a it is a trick yeah there you pretend you're there's a bottle. You got to finish the bottle. I think it's because they know you'll stay pretty classy if you're wearing heels and a hat and dress. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, hmm. I've never drunk wine and
0: heels and dress. Haven't and you? And a hat. And a hat. Uh, yeah, you got to wear a hat. <laughs> Are we at the uh, the you're races? Like, you're like, yeah, we're we're with the queen. You know what happened to me? I just drifted <laughs> off into
1: like this beautiful land. I've been listening to French radio lately, yeah. where I just like listen to this music. Where I all I can picture myself is at some sort of like, uh, like French bodega in 1950, <laughs> where I'm just like drinking wine and a hat so maybe i've just been thinking that's just
0: you know what that's That's my fantasy i have a lot of hats so i would i'll sit out in a patio with you in a stupid hat and drink wine hey
1: there's a patio as soon as we're done this i say we go outside (laughs) put on a hat
0: yeah uh so yeah so again like this is obviously not really affecting the rich because they can do whatever they want they can be total messes and all that it affects especially if they're in like the uh All it affects is, like, how a country is run, um, how the government stays in power. Yeah, it's fine. Sure. Uh, Like I said, yes, there's some excessive skin showing because people would sell their clothes off. So, (laughs) this is a story that everyone, like, this is the turning point. Judith DeFore was a single mother, and her child was taken into care by the parish workhouse and was provided with some new clothes judith shows up one day takes her out for the day does not return her child they found out she had strangled her child to death and sold her clothes to buy gin. this was kind of yeah like i said it was like a a turning point right because everyone's like well people are murdering their children to sell their clothes or judith likely had a mental Problem and was very poor and was not doing so well. Right, and there was probably like a thousand other things going on. But yeah, no, no, one hundred percent. Everyone is murdering their children and selling. This is
1: your classic mental illness. This wasn't your everyday. Show us a tip and we'll give you a sip. This was not. (laughs) Although I think that was happening a lot too. Hey, that that happens recently. Yeah,
0: shirts off for Kippersoft is a. (laughs) From, uh, yeah, that happened recently.
1: 2001.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so eventually, like I said, they start tax The government starts taxing the gin, but then no one would pay the gin. Then they hired informants. Sorry, (laughs) then they, no mm, let me try it again. So the government started taxing gin, but no one would pay the tax. Then they hired informants uh, to be brought to, like, report on people, uh, but they were getting beaten up. So, What do the inventive people of Britain do? (laughs) They come up with the Puss and Mew machine.
1: Love it already. Let's make (laughs) t-shirts.
0: Puss and Mew. Puss and Mew. So, it was a cat kind of uh, vending machine almost in a wall. What? So, you would put in money into the cat's mouth and ask for gin. Mm -hmm. And gin would come out of its tail. And you could fill up your cup or probably just your mouth. Again... COVID plague play, play probably is going on at that time. Don't. Just use a yeah. cup. Anyways. Um, but because no one could see, because just a heads up, uh, there was an actual person on the other side of it. It wasn't like the cat was mechanical. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no one could see both sides of the transaction. Therefore, you couldn't charge anyone because <laughs> what are you going to do? Charge the cat in the wall? Yeah, what's happening? That's not happening.
1: So this is a real cat? No,
0: it's like a like, like a, a statue into a wall kind of thing.
1: Okay, yeah. And then there's a person <laughs> on the other side pouring the gin.
0: Let me tell you one thing about cats. You try to like put anything in their mouth. I was very pour confused. Pour things down their tail. Well,
1: because oh, you were actually. like, this isn't like a mechanical cat. So I was like, what kind of cat is? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it was just like a, a sta- like a statue in a wall, almost.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm so... so serious about making puss and Mew t shirts <laughs> with us on the
0: bottom. <laughs> With our mouths open oh, drinking the gin. Please, if anyone is at all artistic. You want to be
1: puss or mew? Yeah, I want to be mew. Oh, good. I wanted to you be puss. puss? You do it. You can yeah, see it in my yeah, eyes.
0: Yeah. I want the mew. Okay. I'm not sure what the, that means. <laughs> 100%, but uh, eventually, 1751, the Gin Act prohibited distillers from selling to unlicensed merchants and increased the fees charging the small-time merchants. So, therefore, gin shops just couldn't compete with the bigger pubs, and that pretty much tamed it down. Also, like, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but uh, it's just 100% of the gin. Yeah. nine 900% wasn't nothing to do with anything else that was going on.
1: <laughs> yep. So. More people drinking, women drinking, dude. Goddamn oh. women drinking. That's <laughs> pure insanity. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, that was a good one, Carla. Thank you.
1: You're most welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall I bring us into the future? Yes. All right. Uh, well, I'm here to bum you out. That's all oh, I'm God. here to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I just want, this is, uh, this is, I, I found an article finding out that, uh, because of the patio closures, because right. of the restaurant closures, uh, they say in the year of 2020, Restaurants lost six, e- six years of growth. Oh. So a- anything they were, like, uh, building up to right. and all this stuff. The National Restaurant Association said food and restaurant services sales were at $240 billion below its 2020 pre-pandemic forecast. Right. So I'm I'm guessing here this... Yeah, this is CN- CSNBC, so this is in the States, but Canada's not far behind. Right, yeah. Um, More than 110,000 eating and drinking establishments in the United States were closed last year, either temporarily or for good. The the association hopes 2021 will be a year for rebuilding with trends like off-premise dining and delivery continuing to gain importance as customer preferences shift. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is like, and I know this sucks Mm -hmm. and it's awful, but new people will come in.
0: Yeah, and I wonder if that'll kind of revive the smaller... Because a lot of the ones I've seen closed are like the big, some of the big guys. Like the small guys are closing too, but like some of the bigger,
1: yeah, um, whatever
0: like, you call them, like, like the, chains and stuff. Chains and stuff. So I wonder. Yeah, I'm hoping that that allows then for.
1: And maybe I mean this is all very hopeful, but maybe a younger, maybe younger people with a little less money can come in. Yeah. Uh because it's all cheap and they want to get it filled up and they exactly. want the rent taken. And we off. all
0: quit our jobs because we realized that we hated them. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I
1: then think and a lot now of we're people hungry. <laughs> I think a lot of people too quit didn't quit their jobs but just relocated. Yeah. I think a lot of people were like, oh, you know what, I don't want to live in a huge big busy city. Yeah. Or some people were like, you know i do want to live in a big busy city so i'm gonna go take advantage of the the rent yeah so like where there's where there's stuff that's like uh, been lost i think there's gonna you're gonna see a lot of gain and a lot of a new growth and it, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate that so many people have lost their yeah their businesses and their but i mean i i, I am seeing the world keeps turning mm-hmm. i see a new restaurant pop up oh yeah everywhere yeah. like i see new builds i see new restaurants all the money didn't go away. Somebody's got it. Yeah. So, I think we'll see Mostly a lot of Zoom. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh, I don't want no more Zoom. As much as I'm so grateful for all the people who have hired me to do Zoom comedy. Yeah. Whole oh boy, I'll never e- I'm going to eliminate the letter Z from the <laughs> alphabet by the time I we get to go back. But yeah, so uh go when, take advantage of patio season, man. Yeah. When it when it comes back, go sit with your friends. Hopefully we can and everyone uh, gets their vaccines mm-hmm. and we can all just
0: get your vaccine, by the way. If you don't get your vaccine, you're probably not listening to this uh, podcast. Let's we're, not gonna,
1: we're not going to sell you an imaginary Puss and Mew t-shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get a real one and then. <laughs> and then what? And it'll secretly have the vaccine in it.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. Shall we move on to the most exciting part of the podcast yes the drank
0: um this is getting better and better i have to tell you i'm kind of obsessed Mm -hmm. like
1: i'm kind of unfortunately because uh poor carla did all the did the brunt of the lifting here did the heavy lifting on this episode uh like she always does but the i haven't had to say much in the last <laughs> 20 minutes so i've just drank like four more would you like a refill i
0: would like a refill well get i mean it. i don't need one but i yeah get in there let's get in there
1: um i so I've i just love
0: this little like uh head up our tiktok and maybe our igtv yeah. where we'll show you kind of what we're drinking which they time out of these tiny little glass bottles
1: yeah they're so cute. kind of
0: like gin craze
1: old school yeah dude it's like these little here glass bottles and it's like the cutest little thing you've ever seen. So what it is is like we we spoke about at the top of the podcast. Uh, we went to Clan and Harris. They had takeaway cocktails, which was like that's like a, one of the greatest COVID inventions yes. that has ever happened. Is like yeah. these takeaway cocktails and these build your own <laughs> cocktail kits and everything like that.
0: Because let me let us tell you how expensive it is to get the weird ass like yeah. red sweet vermouth thing that you will never use again. <laughs>
1: It's always so expensive. It's always so like, oh, you... Need... Also, vermouth, heads up. <laughs> it doesn't come in a small size. No. You got to yeah. buy vermouth in a Costco fucking <laughs> jug that's like meant to feed a sports team. Yeah. Um. But anyways, these are very cute and it is very, very good. And the first one I had, I got to say, I was like... <gasps> yeah,
0: little... it was a little...
1: Uh, put, put a little hair in your chest. Yeah, put, put a little
0: hair in your chest. I mean... Did it make your life feel a little less blue. Now
1: it's making my toes curl a little. So <laughs> quite the opposite. Um, it's delightful. So let me tell you what goes into a proper Negroni, okay. uh, which is 20 mils of gin. So a shot of gin. Pour gin, uh, 20 mils of sweet vermouth, and 20 mils of bitters. Okay. The, ingredi- or the instructions are pour gin, vermouth, and bitters into a mixing glass. Add ice and stir until chilled. Strain into... Uh, rocks or or like into ice. They're saying rocks, but guys.
0: If you have the opportunity of those round golf ball
1: uh, Uh, ice cubes,
0: that goes really well with this drink.
1: It is a treat. And then traditionally it is uh, garnished with an orange peel. However, we are drinking the Klein and Harris version of the cocktail, which they decided to go with a pineapple. Yeah. Uh they 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 went with this because they were just like it's patio season, it's fresh, it's fun, like let's get you know, let's get excited for summer. So they decided yeah. a pineapple twist on this would be nice. Um yeah, so it's honestly a really simple, really classic drink. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a really long time. Really? Yes. The most uh wildly reported version of the drink's origin is is that it was invented at Cafe Casanoni in Florence, Italy in 1919. Oh. Yeah, so quite a while. Legend has it that Count Carmelio Negroni asked his friend bartender Francesco Scaroni to strengthen his favorite cocktail, which was at the time the Americano, by replacing the soda water with gin. So he Americano
0: ad- with a cocktail? I've saw, I saw this. Is Americano a cocktail not the not the coffee drink. it's
1: also a I mean it refers know, to the coffee, coffee drink as well okay. which is essentially espresso poured into hot water right um but this is yeah it would the americano I'm guessing if you it would have been soda water vermouth and bitters right, right.
0: yeah
1: and this is gin campari
0: did you say campari uh yeah
1: I did not in... say Campari is it in your no no
0: I thought it was in
1: it is, I think but you do there's it. definitely Campari in there. Yeah. Um, That's odd. Guys, <laughs> I'm on the spiritsbeacon.com, and I don't quite understand why to <laughs> throw Campari in there. Uh, yeah, so what would have been the Americana would have been Campari, bitters, vermouth, and soda water. Okay. So they replaced oh, so the soda, soda water with, with gin. gin. <laughs> So that's what this is. This is what yeah, we're, drinking. Yeah, we're drinking. We're drinking, yeah. we're essentially drinking Campari, <laughs> soda water, gin, or not soda water, Campari. I like this guy. It's good. I
0: like, well, I like this count. Oh, I yeah, like, the count. You know what this drink means? He's More a bit cocky. Alcohol.
1: uh comparing Negroni himself was an interesting figure he traveled around America while in his 20s and lived the life of a cowboy for one period Mm. so no wonder it's so tied to our roots Carla
0: Uh (laughs)
1: he also lived in London (laughs) which we like to think is a uh it's prevalent gin scene
0: yes it is I mean gin is still I would associate for drinks that's what I associate with Britain yeah
1: uh, still. Well, so it says the prevalent gin scene lent him to creating one of the most iconic cocktails of all time. Cool. So, yeah, I mean... Uh,
0: this is the Count or the bartender? No, this, this is, is the Count. The
1: count. Okay. Yeah, the Count Negroni. <laughs> uh, the Negroni family was quick to take advantage of the cocktail success to founding the Negroni distillery in 1919 in Treviso, Italy, where they produced a ready-made version of the drink sold as an ah. Antisico Negroni. Much like today, goodness. the distillery is still open today and under the ownership of a new family. But... Well, that's cool. So yeah, so wow. uh, these these cock- these ready made cocktails aren't uh, as old as we Not thought they were. Not just a COVID thing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So yeah, cool. that's us. Nice. Do you have any interesting that's facts,
0: awesome, Brett? That's very interesting. Uh, I do have some interesting facts going back to. Oh, I took a big swig. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to patios, actually, I'm going to talk about patios. Okay. Okay. So some fancy old patios. Yeah. Uh, The White Horse Tavern from in New York City, which I've never been to, but apparently it has a very. It's one of the oldest uh, patios in New York City, and in London, the George near London Bridge is one of the oldest patios. Um, I read this, and now I'm trying to think if this is true, but. Patio is much more of a Canadian this is on Wikipedia. Uh is much more of a Canadian English word. Oh. So like I know in the UK we we would call it a pub garden. Right. Um so yeah, I don't know what they would call it in America.
1: I'm not sure. Outside. <laughs> We're going in the outside now. That's what I t- that's how I talk to my dog. I go I tell her everything is like a new like it's like a new world. Yeah. I always go Trixie, we're in the outside now. Yay. And I'm like, Trixie, we're in the morning now. We're in the it's a new thing. Aw. Uh, yeah. Uh, Coney Island has is shown
0: its its face again in this episode.
1: <laughs> Reared its ugly face. Yeah.
0: Uh, the little island in New York. People figured out that they could sell this new invention, the hot dog, (laughs) and people could eat outside, uh, and in their little patio-ish area. Uh, also, I don't know if you've ever heard the, uh, the Eagle's Nest.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say it was like an Eagle song. I'm like, yes! (laughs) Like (laughs) someone over the Eagles, yeah.
0: Uh, this is where Hitler used to
1: have oh, his bunker. Very different turn. <laughs> I was like, have I ever heard this song? He's going to be a heartache tonight. Hitler? Yes. Uh,
0: so he had a bunker, but he also had this like kind of, um, basically like, yeah, like an eagle's nest, like you would have, um, it was kind of a restaurant-y area and then big windows with the patio outside. You could see the nice mountains. Yeah you know, relax while he was murdering millions of people. <laughs> so anyways, when the Allied forces came in and took over the eagle's nest, they sat on the patio and enjoyed some wine. Oh, boy. I hope they poured a few out for their homies.
1: No doubt. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah.
0: So that's my interesting fact.
1: You're going to end on Hitler. Okay. <laughs> cool. Sorry. <laughs> no, anyway. I like- I'm
0: Pouring wine out for their allied friends. Yes,
1: that's always like uh, it's always the best when like uh, a comic will bring you on stage and they're, they're like, "And that gal had big old dumpers." Anyways, your next comic, <laughs> and you're like, "Okay." <laughs> Well, you guys, we always like to end it classy. Yeah. Uh, uh, we hope that you have a very puss and meow, puss mew <laughs> evening. We hope that you're drinking gin from the tail of a cat, much yeah. like we would hope you were. Uh, thank you so much for listening. The podcast is brought to you, as always, by Comedy Here Often. Uh, check out everybody on the, the pod network. They're so fantastic. We're so excited to be a part of the crew, and we're so grateful that they have us back every week. Um yeah what else be a part of our patreon man we're doing new episodes uh on we just released a few new episodes in our series of tragically hip songs paired with alcohol
0: we talked about our favorite pubs around the world
1: we have uh which glasses to use for which things Mm -hmm. so good
0: we teach things too
1: we're and we learn them 30 seconds before (laughs) we tell you um but yeah, there's all extra uh, bonus features over on the Patreon. So uh, you can hit up com, and in the top right hand corner, there'll be a Patreon button. Give that a clicker in ski and uh, see what level you want to join. And uh, we'd, we'd absolutely love to have you over there. Yes, um, And
0: uh, hit us up on Instagram
1: at uh, LifePairingsPodcast uh,
0: and send us some suggestions.
1: Oh God, we need them, right? <laughs> tell us where to go. The world's opening up. Where yeah. would you go? What would you pair it with? What we'll... are you
0: most excited about for post-pandemic world?
1: Yeah, tell us Until that. Until we
0: get another pandemic and then we have to go back inside. <laughs> I just, I'm just leveling my expectations. Here yeah, yeah. Us. Let's
1: not get too too excited. <laughs> uh, the fact that we're like pumped is so pumped. It's gonna just all fall yeah. apart. But yeah, oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we're so happy to have you, and we're so happy you listened. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.